0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery, because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Host nations scoring bangers to kick off a summer World Cup, and Manchester City are strongly linked with a handsome, strong, left-footed defender. No, we haven't taken a time machine back to the summer of 2010 to talk about South Africa and Alexander Kolarov. Football is simply that cyclical. It's Friday, the 21st of July. I'm Andrew Detmer. I'm Lee Botsley. I'm Joe Ritchie. And this is the City Report podcast. Let's hear it for good to win. Welcome, boys. As uh, mentioned in the intro, you know, first match of the Women's World Cup kicked off. We've got New Zealand scoring a sumptuous goal to uh, kind of ignite the tournament and set a good tone. And Manchester City are uh, linked with uh, one Jessica Guardiola. And who knows if it's going to happen? People are tracking planes. People are discussing. But uh, it should be fun. Joe, did, I assume you did not catch any of the New Zealand match, considering it occurred at like 3 a.m. our time.
1: I was going to say, I get up early. I don't get up that early. Uh, <laughs> it would have to be a very special occasion for me to get up that early. So no, I did not. But um, I, I caught some of the
3: highlights. And uh, yeah, quite quite the goal to start things off. Yeah, Luke, how about yourself? Were you able to catch any of it? Or is this not yet the, the time for you to get in? Um, I think it's. I think it might have kicked off at eight o'clock our time, if I believe. Um, I wasn't
2: watching it. I start work at half eight, so I was quite busy. I had a day off yesterday, um, so I had to catch up. So unfortunately, I, I did miss the football. I'm not a huge women's football fan, if I'm being honest with you, but I feel like with them kicking most games are kicking off sort of eight o'clock, ten o'clock um, our time. So I, I will be catching a few games here and here and as I can.
3: Well, you know, as I mentioned, there's already news, but nothing's solidified. But what is far more solidified and what we're going to cover for the majority of this episode is Riyad Mahrez departing Manchester City.
4: Hey, Spotify's. Click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app.
3: Now, just a few kind of guiding facts and statements before I throw it to you both on your thoughts on this move and kind of a reflection of Marez. So Mares ends his time with City with 236 career appearances, which is the same amount as Gabriel Jesus and tied for 66th all time for the club. Uh, He has 178 wins across the five seasons, 78 goals, which makes him 28th all time for City, which is just one goal and one spot ahead of David Silva and one goal behind Roy Clark, who played for City for 11 seasons between 1947 and 1958. He has two hat tricks against Burnley or one against Burnley in 2020 and one against Sheffield United in the FA Cup semifinal this past season. His trophy hall with City is four Premier League Cups, three Carabao Cups, two FA Cups, one Champions League and a Community Shield. He also adds to uh, his tally from his time in the Premier League, uh, one Premier League with Leicester and a PFA Player of the Year award, as well as the African Football Player of the Year award for 2016. And Took home the 2019 Africa Cup of Nations, and I'm going to see if you guys know this. That makes him only the sixth player to have won the Premier League, the Champions League, and the African Cup of Nations. Can you name the two clubs that the other five players are from? Uh, Liverpool has to be Liverpool. Nope. No, no. Liverpool. Barcelona. No, no, no. So this is just Premier League, like so. Oh, oh, sorry. Premier League clubs. Um, Arsenal nope really che- well Chelsea because of because dro- they right? haven't won the Champions League so you need to win the Premier League the oh, Champions course. League of course of yeah, course so, so yeah. Chelsea's che- correct so Chelsea has four of the remaining players in John, obi Mikel, Michael Essien Kalou and Drogba oh, oh there's yeah, some throwbacks there there's some throwback names there and there's one more player one more player one more team well one more player and one more team
1: yeah well I mean not that many have won the, the Champions League I feel I don't want to
3: I'm trying to think of who it could be at United. To be clear, this is not—they didn't necessarily win the Champions League with this club. Oh. But there is only one other player who has a Premier League title, a Champions League title, and I may have missed someone in this, so there could be a couple more. But from looking at who these players, there, it was the only. Should other one. should we know who it is? Yes.
1: Oh, oh no, no! I'm gonna get <laughs> out to the galis. <laughs>
2: um,
3: can we get an era? twenty ten to twenty seventeen is when. Wait, you so would it's most... it's
1: yeah, yeah, Tori. He just didn't win the Champions League at City, right? Yeah. what you're okay. So I was, it's oh, yeah, right. was right. it's Nice. I was thinking nice. about that, but then I'm like, wait a second. So yeah,
3: I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. So yes, as I may have missed the player. But as far as I can tell, the only clubs that have players who have racked up all those three are City and Chelsea, and it's only those six players. Um, So, which, I mean, frankly, pretty incredible company for Marez to kind of be leaving the Premier League in. Um, Obviously, African players have grown over the past decade in their involvement in the Premier League. Um, And yeah, there are some players that are left out, Luke, to your point about Liverpool. You've got Mane and Salah, who are probably two of the best African Premier League players, league scene, but just didn't get the glory with their their host nations. But Joe, for you, how are you feeling with Mara as kind of walking away from City at this point? I think it's the right time. Um, I'm not saying
1: I feel good about it necessarily and that I think he's going to be a very difficult player to, to replace as far as his output goes. Um, but at 32 years old, he's... I remember his intro interview he said he wants to win the Champions League with City, and what's the last thing that he did at City? Win the Champions League. So to, to me, it's kind of like Gundogan, where it makes sense. You're into your 30s. Could he stay at City's level for another couple years? Yeah, probably. Um, but he's received a what I can only presume to be as
3: a fairly lucrative offer to go to Saudi Arabia. Um, 30 million euros a year. Um, and we have yeah. to remember, uh, obviously, Marez has probably, I think, been on pretty solid wages at City for the past five seasons, but the majority of his career was at clubs that were not going to be paying him kind of substantial sums of money. Um, I have to imagine that there is a lot of extended family, um, both in France and Algeria, that he can really benefit. And I personally don't, I don't begrudge any player, but I particularly don't begrudge someone like Marez who came onto the scene as a more senior player and so had a shorter time kind of racking up funds. And I also think there's a real opportunity for him to be
1: maybe not the face of the league, but one of the top three faces of the league. Um, so, yeah, it just it, it checks a lot of boxes. Again, would I rather him stick around for another season? Yeah, probably. But like you said, I'm not going to begrudge him for making the move that he did at the time that he did.
3: Luke, my first question, are you going to be watching uh, Riyad Mahrez and uh, Say Maximan leading the line for uh, Al-Alai in the uh, Saudi Pro League this upcoming season? Because that's apparently who they're... They're two targets at forward are going to be in that club. I've got a feeling that
2: I'm going to be seeing it all over Twitter uh, rather than me choosing to watch it. I feel like the content is going to find me. Um, but I'm, I was I second Joe's point. I think it's the right time for him to leave. Um, personally, I, I I I said it last year. I would have been. I wouldn't have even been been too bothered if he'd have left us last year to be honest with you. Um, I feel like with his age, with his career that he's had, obviously now that he's won the Champions League, he's had the almost perfect career with Man City and I don't blame him at all for going where the money is, um, especially, in, especially coming off a Champions League win. He's walking into that league and he's going to be the star. He has to be really, especially with what's happened
3: in, in recent years. So fair dues to him. I think he deserves it absolutely. I would agree. And I think it, it's weird because, as you've said, he is an important player, and we'll talk a little bit um, in a moment, talk through some of his big moments. I mean, he's had big moments for this club. There are things that we would have not have accomplished without him. I think particularly in the Champions League, during his time, he was such a big game player, a lot like Elkai Gundawan. Losing them both, that is a little concerning. But to get around $30 million for a player at his age, um, and one who according to reports it's not that he was a troublemaker but he wasn't happy not playing as much this past season and so to me it does kind of read as it's a graceful way for him to say farewell to city city can move on and there's not really bad blood the saudi pro league obviously benefits because you're bringing in a player who's still at their peak who will bring a lot of eyeballs in a neighboring country in algeria that the saudi pro league likely wants to be you know growing in if you know if you're saudi you probably are targeting you know, Africa as a big source of eyeballs to start growing the league. So like, that's beneficial. And like we said, Marez—that that is a lot of money. It is potentially, I mean, it's obviously not anywhere near the level he's at now with City, but it's still a fairly high level to continue his career at, and one he can probably stay at longer and really kind of continue to shine. Um, and, you know, we've got an African Cup of Nations coming up again this year. I'm sure Mares would love a chance to uh, double up on that trophy. And I think this is probably, a, like, it's really, it's the rare, like, win-win-win of a transfer where I don't think anyone should be unhappy with how the deal works out. Um, but as I mentioned, let's talk a little bit about some of uh, the best Manchester City Mares moments. Um, there's obviously some great moments from his time with Leicester, but we didn't even talk about those. But Luke, throwing it to you first, like, what's your favorite or a couple of your favorite Riyad Mahrez, Manchester City moments? Uh, Favourite moment, it's got to be
2: the penalty miss against Liverpool. Uh, fantastic <laughs> time at Man City, <laughs> I, I feel like. Um, no, it's always, it's always a tongue, tongue-in-cheek moment. Um, but I feel like, for me, the ones that stick out in my mind are, I believe it was in lockdown, um, the Champions League goal against uh, PSG. The, that the really pre-tick. sticks out in my mind. Yeah, that really, really sticks out. I think he scored in a homework as well. Uh, that, so he, he th- sc- three goals scored in the free days. kick
3: to win the match and then came yes. home and gets a brace and, like basically yeah. beat PSG single-handedly
2: and he was just absolutely world-class that day like, he was just, he, he was just d- dancing around everybody and as he usually does um, but yeah that really sticks out in my mind um, I also like the, um, y- y- the United goal at home um, I had a great view of that from behind my seat I was perfectly in line with it I believe he came
3: out to him at the edge of the box and he um, swapped it in. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, March 22. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i twenty-two. I'm so happy to watch it. Yeah. Interestingly, I'd forgotten about his other goal in that match, which is where there's the turnover in midfield that gets to him that he just hits so hard yes. into the face. Yes, I forgot as well. And it just goes in.
2: I really forgot about dare. that completely as well. I mean, I mean, that's the thing about Riyad Mahrez—the amount of goals he's had. You could literally, do, we could be talking about this for hours, of just yep. the goals and the assists that he's had. Such a special player, and I feel like he will go down as a streets will remember player, one hundred percent.
1: Joe, how about you? So, my first answer was going to be what Luke said, which was the three goals in six days against Paris, and and the reason I was going to pick that just to kind of um, elaborate on it a little farther, is. I feel like it perfectly um, sums up Mars's City career where he contributed to a lot of big moments, but there was no fans in either of those matches. It was during lockdown, and it oh. just feels like he's this player that's like probably, and I'm putting myself in this bucket, probably never going to get the recognition or respect that he deserves from his time at City. I mean, with this last season adding you know, the treble, you could argue, I would have said Sterling was probably City's greatest ever winger. You could definitely put Mars in that conversation now. Um, But yet it feels like he's kind of just pushed to the side. He's always he's never been a mainstay um, at at right wing. It's just been a very interesting career. But when you take a look back and look at the numbers that you listed at the beginning, look at the achievements he's had, it's, I mean, 60 million, very well spent. So um, I love that moment. Um, Not necessarily a big goal or, or contribution moment, but when he put Luke Shaw just absolutely on his ass Uh, I think it was 2021. (laughs) Um, We'll have to clip that on Twitter, but like absolutely just sat him down. And then the hat trick versus Sheffield United this past season in the FA Cup. I mean, frustrating that he didn't get in the final, um, didn't get to start after that. I thought that was a little bit harsh, but I think it was the only player to ever have a hat trick in the FA Cup final, if I recall correctly. Semi-final, you mean? Semi-final, excuse me. Yep. Um, So... I just thought that it kind of summed him up well, right? Like, under the radar, did his thing, and then didn't even get picked for the final, but contributed a hat-trick along the way, so...
3: Yeah, that is harsh. And, you know, Joe, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned he's part of all these big moments, but maybe he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Another moment that I did not realize he was involved in, the 1920 Premier League win, he gives the assist to Laporte on the corner that is the go-ahead goal... Against Brighton after we had come back, so Aguero scores the tying goal, but when the school goals right before the break, that Mares is the one that hits the the cross in, and then um, he also added the goal that day himself. Mm-hmm. So another moment where we probably don't actually remember how impactful and all of these moments that he really has contributed because he came in as such a known quantity and the way I would compare it is if we all recall people were like we were excited about the idea of Harry Kane joining City because we knew that like he was a great player but it wasn't like when Holland so and you're like oh this new interesting like we've you know someone unknown and Mares like everyone knew who he was we knew what he was going to bring so yeah 60 million for a player that's won the PFA player of the year had won the Premier League like that's really good money but it's a very sensible transfer to steal the phrase from the Athletic and so we don't get as excited about players like that. We get more excited by, like, Grealish, who, like, we spent oodles of money on and we didn't know what he was going to be. And now he's turned into this very and, sensible transfer for us. But it just it's uh, almost a shame that someone who was such a perfect fit in Mares, because he was such a perfect fit, maybe doesn't get the the credence that he should for what he gave us. And I think a, a big
1: reason for that is, one, he fell victim to... I mean, we were supposed to get Alexi Sanchez, right? And that was going to be Pep reuniting with a player that he had so much success with at Barcelona. And that that fell through. And then Riyad was kind of like the backup. And obviously, again, like you said, known commodity, but was kind of the backup option. And then that first season, not his best, but as we've learned along the way, most people don't have a great first season under Pep. But I think it, it was a couple of things that went against him that were largely out of his control that didn't really get him that you know hit the ground running approach with the fans in my opinion um and again like i said i fall victim to that i probably haven't given him the respect that he deserves along the way but i think he's really come a long way i mean you look back at some of the last couple seasons with his defensive contributions if you showed those clips compared to 2018 19 19 20 you would have never expected that so he adapted to the system he showed up in big moments and ultimately i think it was money very very well spent
3: and I do just want to highlight two non-playing things that were on my list for favorite uh, Maraz moments. One is uh, Riyad's pasta. One, it's a delicious dish. Two, it was just <laughs> a, it was a hysterical bit of content when that suddenly became a thing that the the players in the club were talking about. But then also probably the most important contribution he made to City, Agent Marez bringing home Erling Holland, partying mm-hmm. with the boys the, <laughs> the summer before. Can't you know? It, it was all down to him. Um, but the, he's the never lost city. Yeah, exactly. But the last thing. Just quickly for both of you, with Mara's walking away and some of the loan moves that are rumored and in process for some of our other younger forwards, do you see right wing as a position that the club is now going to move on this summer and bring someone in? I mean, I want to
2: say yes, but whether we do, probably a no. Um, I feel that would be in very cool, calm and collected in the transfer window at the moment. Very Man City. Um, so I reckon the club won't do, but I would dream of about three or four players that I would love to have at City. But I'm sure we will be talking do about that. Luke, want you want to shout out who those three or four players are? Um, I mean, sure, off the top of my head, either one of the Palace boys. I know one. I know Eze plays as a 10, but get him down that right wing for us. He will be a dream signing. And people slating me, saying he's not of that quality. Just look at him play. He is a dream on the ball. Very similar to Mahrez. even if So at least they are Mahrez. I'd be more than happy with either of
3: them. Joe, how about you? Are you do, are you of a similar mind that you would like a signing but don't expect there to be one? Do you not think we need a signing and don't expect one? Do you want a signing and expect one? Um, I think we 1,000%
1: need a signing on the basis that I think McAtee is ready to joined the squad i don't think he's ready to be a starter i think cole palmer i've always been a huge cole palmer fan i'd like to see him stick around but i think more off, more likely than not he doesn't this season i think he goes out on loan and then um you know oscar bob is just so far down that depth chart that you know you need a right winger that you can rely on for the big moments for the champions league for you know the top six battles things like that so i i firmly think they need one and i actually firmly believe they will sign a right winger um, I think everything that they've done this summer has largely been pretty quiet, but I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And now that this deal's, you know, 99% of the way done, I think we're going to start to hear a lot of noise coming in the next couple of weeks. So I, I think it'll be
3: done. I, uh, I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of both of you. Of I, I don't know that there's going to be one. I think there are players that if they are truly available, City may sign, but I do think a lot of it depends on the Bernardo Silva kind of situation. Because if he leaves, I think we absolutely have to sign a right-winger and probably a center-mid just because he plays both at an elite level. But if he signs an extension or doesn't leave, maybe we don't do it. Valverde, for me, is the player that I would love because he is basically the only player that can play right-wing and center-mid as an elite player the way that Bernardo does. And then Bernardo leaves next year, you've already betted the player in to replace him for a season rather than losing him. But I it's so hard to know um but with that we're gonna take a quick break and uh, after this break we'll be back with another round of the john stones paint trophy Uh, before we go just please take a moment to follow us across all social media platforms which is at city report pod that also includes the new youtube channel where we've begun posting content we're gonna be posting great content both clips of the podcast and other content throughout the season um Fair warning: that does mean you will see some of our faces, and that is not advised by many a doctor. <laughs> but you know, we all do things that our doctors do Ollie not Kay. advise. Ollie K. Don't. <laughs> see, I feel sorry for people who see Ollie K. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, but with that, um, we'll be back after a short break, and we hope you enjoy uh, the next round of the John Stones Paints Trophy.
1: The NFL is here, and it's all about the sweet offers from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official
0: sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now
3: and use code FIELDGOAL to sign up. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refunds. Subscription
0: auto-renews. Well then, here we are for the second quarterfinal in the John Stones paint trophy. It's an all-Manchester affair, just about, this one, with Ollie Kirsch, an outside bet for victory, taking on Luke Barsley. A stupid bet for victory. Um, only messing, Luke, how are you doing? There's a confidence booster to start off with.
2: <laughs> I mean, you've got a very valid point. To be honest with you, it, I was the one who was campaigning for this the most in the group chat, and I don't know why. I literally don't remember anything. So, our season was a blur. But at least I've got Ollie Kirsch to go up against, who knows less than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it started already. Oh, for, for the benefit of the tape, Ollie Kirsch is just coming from training, which is his. Uh, is it Thai boxing? But you're um, you're getting you're getting slaps about already here, Ollie. It's, uh, I'm excited for this one. It should be a good one.
4: Yeah, I've not got the energy for Luke's shit today. I've not missed him one bit over this one. <laughs> vibes only, mate. Vibes only. Good vibes. It's like Go one the, Good
0: vibes. Yeah, it's like one of those feisty <laughs> Netherlands versus Germany World Cup ties. Um, right, OK, reminder of the rules then before we get into it. Each competitor will be asked three questions each, one on the Premier League, one on the FA Cup and one on the Champions League, just like City's treble. Um, and there's a tiebreaker if needed, if the score's level at the end of it. Ollie, you have won the the proverbial toss. You will go first. So here's your first question in round one. It's on the Premier League, City's Premier League season. Hmm. City finished the Premier League campaign with the best home record in the league. But can you tell me how many times they dropped points at the Etihad Stadium in the 2022-23 season? Twice. Oof, no messing about. Correct. Do Do you know which teams they were against?
4: No bonus points enough at all. Brentford and. Ooh. I can't recall the other one. I know Brentford was one. Can't remember the other. Was it Spurs?
0: Not quite. We beat Spurs. It was Everton. Um, a draw against awesome. Everton. So, I, I I seem to remember City doing much worse at home. Too. It surprised me a little bit when we when I found out we only dropped twi- uh, points twice. But Luke, mm-hmm. you on the back foot already? Um, here's your question on the Premier League. Erling Haaland made headlines for his goal-scoring exploits last season. But which club did he break the all-time record for goals in a single Premier League season against?
2: Oh my god. It's bad to say, but I knew the first answer to the first question as well. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's going to be a it's, concurring theme for, for it, your it's, entry. It, it's just going to be a wild pun
2: in it every single time. Um, let's go Leeds United.
0: Leeds United, not quite incorrect. Ollie, did you, you know the answer to that one?
4: wasn't listening, mate. I was too busy trying to put oh Luke my. off. I don't even know what the question was.
2: Yeah, for the benefit of the audio <laughs> listeners, Ollie currently has no uh, trousers or shorts on and he's currently got on his chair and he's waving everything at me. <laughs> not everything
0: I will nil. say, so <laughs> the... lights. Lo- so one nil? The lo- <laughs> So the <laughs> lights like, lo- don't get involved. It is not quite everything. There is... There is part not quite of his everything. Oh, still yeah, yeah. But let
4: me tell you something, right? Listen, if it sounds stupid, but it works, it ain't stupid. 1-0 to Kirsch, thank you. <laughs>
0: Oh my oh, God! This is oh, most call it off already. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> call it off already. Right. Okay. Round two. Um, Ollie, you're back. Wait. What was the
4: answer, thing? Amos?
0: You didn't even what know the, the question, answer? so I'm not, I'm not even repeating that bit of it. Um, Ollie, your FA Cup question. Gundogan yes. netted the fastest goal in FA Cup final history against Manchester United. It came after 13 seconds. But can you tell me which minute his second goal and ultimately the winning goal in that game came in?
4: 55.
0: Nearly, not quite. You're too late on in the game. The fifty-first minute, I, I presume, oh. Luke. You weren't actually in the terraces to watch that one. Probably uh, sipping a what was it, twenty-five-pound uh, Wembley Stadium Budweiser. Uh,
2: uh, I was actually in course to be fair, so I was um, actually oh, watching course, it via yeah. a VPN. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only trophy I missed live. So thank you, reminding me, Amos. Appreciate
0: that. Um, <laughs> yeah i secretly do. i just wanted to rub it in again um uh, no i completely forgot i do remember i do remember you missing that game well you do have a chance um to draw level with this question on your your question on the fa cup it's currently 1-0 to ali you've got a question in hand and it is city opened up their fa cup winning campaign with a 4-0 victory over chelsea in january but can you tell me which player scored a brace that day so it's a 4-0 win one player got one goal, one player got one goal, but one player, which I need the name of, got two. Who was it? Um, I know that Alvarez scored the
2: penalty, but he didn't score twice. I think it was Mahrez who scored twice. I'm going to go Yeah, yeah.
0: Correct. That. that? You know, I could tell... I could tell because the, the, the tone of voice switched straight away from the first one where you were looking a little bit lost, looking like you needed a little bit of help. But there, you're you locked in. And it sets it up nicely for the Champions League, I have to say. Um, round three then, Ollie, you kind of need to get this correct. And, and your question mm. on the Champions League is, City kicked off their Champions League campaign with a 4-0 victory over Sevilla. Erling Haaland scored two that day. Phil Foden was also on the score sheet. But who scored the fourth goal of the game in added time? Attention. Luke's Luke's saying he knows it. Producer Adam in the background, he's saying he knows it. I know it because I've got the answer in front of me. Rico. He doesn't know it. Rico Lewis, is that your answer?
4: No. He He did get a Champions League goal. Ugh.
0: I I can feel the tension. I'm getting goosebumps. This is it's horrible. It's like Istanbul again.
4: Severe first Champions League game. I'm going to have to push you for an answer, I'm afraid. I really don't know. Um, I'll, I'll go Rico, but I don't know. I'm guessing here.
0: Incorrect, Luke. You don't get the point if you can tell me. But do you know who it was? It's my brother, Ah Ruben Diaz. He scored, didn't he? It is. It is. Was Which, it? Game? The Which game did himself. Rico
4: get his Champions League goal in? Then it was Sevilla. I think it was Sevilla it was at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, oh, not there. Sorry, it was away, anyway, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lewis oh, to, um, wow. Oh, okay.
0: there, there is an opportunity then for Luke to remarkably, having been slated throughout. Get in to the semi-finals no pressure um, right okay then Luke your question on the Champions League City won one and drew one against FC Copenhagen in the Champions League group stage in what was their first meeting since 2009 but Luke for a place in the semi-final can you tell me which animal features on the Danish sides badge
2: wow that's left field isn't it Jesus Christ oh oh uh, i was in copenhagen as well uh. how much of it do you remember uh, not a lot um <laughs> oh, i don't know i don't
0: know right
2: <laughs> yeah i'm not even gonna say what he's trying to do ollie's
0: on the camera making right now. animal gesticulations in the back of the camera um um <laughs> you've got one one foot in the semi
2: uh, I, I, it's gonna be one foot straight back out mate unfortunately <laughs> um uh right, woodland woodland think of think of denmark let's be stereotypical um <laughs> woodland
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm struggling um what even is woodland it's
4: man, bear pig.
0: <laughs> is it, man uh, bear pig is it um
2: i want to say something I, I don't know why this might be stupid so put it on tiktok if it's really bad what to say like a moose Alright, oh, like some sort of <laughs>
0: So I'm gonna go for Moose. <laughs> oh, man, let's go for comedy a... over
2: let's
4: let's go for it's the not content, moose. guys.
0: It's not oh. moose. that's really wrong. Ollie, do you know it? Obviously you don't get the point.
4: Man bear pig. No, it's a lion.
0: It is a lion. It is a lion. I can't believe that I thought that'd be I thought that'd be a, an easy topic. When he said Woodland, I was
4: mate? buzzing because he was so far off. <laughs> yeah,
0: no yeah. idea at all. You could yeah. honestly you could have given me nine guesses and a... At in all the that. woodland, the lion sleeps <laughs> the night. <laughs> right, um, there is a tiebreaker question then, and I'm not quite sure I hadn't thought this far through, but well, I've got a question. I'm just wondering which way to do the answers. I'll take one answer off you each, but as Ollie, you went first in the quiz, I'll let Luke get his answer. Well, hold on. Why, why, why don't we
4: just both text you? Text you the answer.
0: No, because if, if, if you both say the same one... There is definitely no contingency for that. So we'll do, we'll do it one by one. I've, <laughs> I've, I have decided the uh, executive decision will be this. Luke, the question is, so Ollie, you get the benefit of going second and then obviously knowing what Luke has said, but it's closest to wins. Fix, okay. So, uh, I can kick you out now if you need. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that we're okay. horrific we're okay. moose answer. No, okay. uh, <laughs> right. I went for constant. How many goals, Luke? Did City score in the 2022-23 Premier League season? So, take your time. There's no rush. Ollie, you've obviously got the benefit of of having the second answer. But how many goals did they score? Premier Um, League, by the way, not all competitions. I've got no idea. Um... uh. A hundred and thirteen A hundred and thirteen is Luke's answer. Mr. Kirsch, you've got a chance to seal your score I don't think we've yeah, I don't
4: think we even broke a hundred. I'm gonna go ninety one.
0: Ninety one is the answer from Ollie. Well I can tell you one of you was significantly closer than the other. You're right, Ollie. Bait, Ollie it wasn't (laughs) over 100 it was 94 (laughs) so congratulations you are our second semi-finalist it was a it was a valiant effort luke i do have to say probably bottled it in the end there was an open goal sat there and um a questionable answer but fair play luke well played (laughs)
2: Thank you very much. I'm here for the vibes as always. See you next season, boys.
0: <laughs> Ollie, um the haters will be saying you got a favourable draw, but you're into the semi-final. You've got to fancy your chances from this this point on.
4: Always gotta back yourself. Always gotta back yourself. Naysayers eat your shorts. Fair play. Um that is another quarterfinal done in the John Stones
0: Paint Trophy. We've got some US affairs coming up shortly and no it isn't bill clinton's (laughs) What? (laughs) Where's this going yeah bill clinton's (laughs) yeah i realized as i was about to say it that I probably shouldn't um no No, don't bottle it don't bottle it it. come on (laughs) come on (laughs) no 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 chance um That is another quarterfinal done in the John Stones Paint Trophy. We'll be back next week with some US affairs. Until then, we'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.